Oh my. Look who it is. Senator, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Then don't. Who are you? I'm a journalist. My name's Rob Vanella. Why not call for a ceasefire in Gaza? 10,000 children have been killed. This is the quiet booth in the quiet part of the store that I reserved weeks ago here at Sweet Lucy's Ice Cream Delights shop on the Concord Pike, right here in Wilmington, Delaware. It's not the trolley square scrumptious location. May it rest in peace. But it is a very thoughtful construct of an ice cream treatery here in the middle of it all. And this right here, it's the quiet booth. Why are you saying it like that? Okay, whatever. I know it's the quiet booth, and I apologize for that, but children are dying, sir. Why not call for a ceasefire? Children are being killed with our weapons. U.S. weapons are killing kids in Gaza. Who are you? My name is Rob Vanella. I'm a 49-year-old communist. Jesus, Rob, not again. Oh, okay. And I'm also a journalist, and you can call the Delaware Capitol Police to be sure. Or, if you really want to bother him during the Buffalo Bills' only Monday night football game this season, I guess you can call Sean O'Sullivan, the final authority on this matter. Well, other than their Susan, that is. Please stop talking to me. I also single-handedly helped sell, like, two dozen copies of Rashid Khalidi's The Hundred Years' War on Palestine in the past week. Nice to meet you, Robert. Uh, Likewise, I guess. Please stop talking to me. I'm sorry, sir, but it's of dire importance. More than 20,000 civilians have been killed. Uh, I'm a journalist for the Delaware Call. What, pray tell, is the Delaware Call? It's a Delaware-based independent media project that engages in investigative journalism, political analysis, and Delaware-focused commentary. We work to uncover and uplift local community news and stories that are rarely, if ever, covered in the existing media landscape. Good for you. And our attorney, William C. Martin Esquire, will field any additional queries forthwith, de novo, whereas, henceforth, infra, supra, etc. I'm sorry, what? Okay, this portion of the script is hereby adjourned. Uh, right now, with your support, sir, kids are being slaughtered. Robert, you're bothering me and everyone else around me. My ice cream cones are melting. Kids in Gaza are being massacred, and you're talking about fucking ice cream cones. Can you please explain why you're not calling for a ceasefire? Sir, could I please have some help here? Kids are being killed with our weapons. Please stop. I'm asking you to stop. Why not stop? Sweet Lucy's is not an appropriate place for you to interview me. Neither is Wright and Simon. Neither is the dry cleaner. Neither is at Rockford Tower or within the purview of its shadow. Look, these are, like... The only four places I go when I'm home. You're bothering everybody else around me. Senator, we're in a crisis situation right now. How did you get this seat? In my booth, the quiet booth. You're not even enjoying any delicious ice cream. Let's just say I had an inkling, and also I reserved uh, a booth in the quiet section. You there, youngster. He's bothering me while I'm trying to do work. Please contact the Senate parliamentarian post-haste. You're eating at least two ice cream cones that I can tell and somehow checking the Punchbowl News app on your phone. Uh, Look, our government is paying for weapons that are murdering children. I'm asking you to call for a ceasefire. Robert, please stop. Can I ask you to at least explain why you're not calling for a ceasefire? You've already asked me five times. I'm not going to call for a ceasefire. Much as I strongly support our fighting Philadelphia Phillies and star player Bryson Harper, Exclusively during the postseason, I strongly support humanitarian pauses. I've urged the Israeli government to target their campaign against Hamas. 
Do you think the campaign is targeting Hamas when civilians are being massacred, when babies and incubators are dying because the fuel's been cut off? Robert, please stop. I'm going to have you thrown out of this delightful ice cream shop. Please stop doing this. I have to ask you these questions, sir, because nobody else is. You asked me 25 times. You're getting as professional, measured, and appropriate an answer out of me as you can. This is not professional journalism. This is not even the Slate Culture Gabfest. Please get up and leave now. I need to prepare for my next debate with my good friend, Senator Rubio. We'll be discussing whether civility requires bipartisanship or vice versa for at least 90 minutes. Marco's just such a cool guy. I just don't think it's humane to be massacring kids. That's the problem here. Do you understand? That's great. You are still being very unprofessional. <laughs> I realize I'm not being professional. That's kind of uh, my thing. Uh, but I promise you I'm being incredibly sincere. I don't think it's humane to be massacring kids either. And I think with Hamas massacring 1,400 Israeli civilians, the whole world should unite in opposition to terrorism. First of all, not to be pedantic about this, but the number's closer to like 650, and it wasn't entirely civilians, and I definitely haven't asked you to call for a ceasefire 25 times. Are we going to quibble about how many civilians were massacred? I do feel like it's important to be precise. It is important to be precise. Precision, after all, much like the rationing of healthcare, is such a thoughtful construct. What? Okay, but uh, the civilians being murdered? I'm a senator. This is a quiet booth. These are my ice cream cones, one with chocolate sprinkles and one with rainbow. You're breaking the basic rules of how we operate at Sweet Lucy's. Please stop. And I'm certain we're breaking international law by supporting the massacre of civilians and ethnic cleansing in Gaza. Thank you for your opinions. Yes, you've had a lot of my time. Please move on. Perhaps next you can accost Senator Carper while he's wandering around Manhattan Bagel. Why not call for a ceasefire? This is as measured a response as you deserve. <sighs> okay, fine. Hey, uh, did you hear what Speaker Val said about Happy Harry? All right, I'm done. Ah, for fuck's sake. First the Civic Association, now Sweet Comrades and friends, hello. Um, this is the Highlands Bunker Podcast. We would like to say Happy Christmas, as you do. You do this. They're letting us say Christmas again. They're letting us say Christmas again. There was a war on Christmas, folks. There was a war on Christmas. Now there isn't. Now we can just say Happy Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends. Hello. Uh, we're in the shadow of Rockford Tower. Uh, we're behind enemy lines. We're in the belly of the Delaware Way Beast. And for Christmas, we wanted to do sort of an open chat with the team, the internal team. Kirsten, Bill, Carl, we're here. Yeah, happy Christmas to everybody. Uh, we have tons and tons of stuff planned for the new year. And uh, you know what? We have an episode planned for next week because this is the, this is the shit we do. So... Stick with us. We got tons, tons of more stuff. And uh, if you're so inclined, you can go to um, patreon.com slash the Hounds Bunker. And you can go there and like $5 a month. It's it's really, it's the least you could do, I I think. Yeah. Hey, do you 
give Xfinity $1,600 a year? What's five bucks to the Highlands Bunker podcast? That's right. And I'm better than getting like the um, the home shopping network package right. Right, or whatever you get. You don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want This it's... is something that you uh, seek out and enjoy. And you want to feel a part of its community. You do. You do. So anyway, folks. Hello. We're going to look back at this year. We're also going to look forward. We're going to look forward to something that really is very serious. It's it's the most it's the most important election of our lifetimes. Um and I've decided uh I'm not going to participate in it because um that's just how I am. However, it's extremely important because and, and, and I want to throw this out to you. You guys are, are followers of the news. Why don't people just embrace Bidenomics? It's good. Everything is good. Don't you understand that? I've do you not understand that. everything is good? I have been told that. Also, do you understand what Trump would do? First of all, things are good. Yeah. And Trump would do things that are fucking horrible yeah i didn't realize that but then some people educated me that trump is actually bad okay okay so you know slow down yeah i know that's what i said too but just they gave me a thoughtful construct to chew on but i hope they didn't get too political about it well no they kind of just said vote and that was Uh, it okay good so yeah it wasn't too much because rob i mean my default you know i'm a i'm a 90s kid so Puff Daddy at the end of that decade had a vote or die campaign, <laughs> and he did, ever since right. I was, and we're you know, just running it back every yeah, single year. Yeah, ever since my first, uh, you know, real involvement, you know, the Howard Dean primary in 2004, Famously. it's always been vote or die. But you're giving me something to chew on in 2024. Here's what I'm saying: Don't vote and live. That's what I'm saying. Just don't vote. Um, until somebody uh, indicates to you logic, reason, and help in the political sphere, and then just live your life the best you can. Um, organize people the best you can to possibly sort of, if there's a person out there that actually could motivate people to vote, you help them. But in, until such a time, just don't vote and live, I think, is the, what I would say. That's my. That's going to be my motto. Is that a good, seems like a good motto, right? The live part, anyway. Certainly, yeah. And, I mean, I, I get very frustrated with liberals who are banging the drum about how this is the most important election of our lifetime and we have to vote because Trump is a fascist, um, which, yeah, yeah. I agree with your assessment about Donald Trump. He's very dangerous, but it just ends there. It ends mm-hmm. at the vote shaming, and it's so frustrating. I've asked, when having these conversations, I've asked several people, well, why do you think that folks don't vote? And it just immediately turns racist <coughs> and classist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they're, like, they're stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't understand. They I'll tell vote you, I'm not voting, and I'm actually very smart. They, they didn't interest. make a plan to vote. Yeah, Rather than thinking, <laughs> we about... gotta get them. We gotta get them to the polls. We do. Yeah. We gotta. And but I, I can it. tell you, it's my polling place is two blocks away. I'm not even walking there. It's frustrating so. because if 
yeah, I've been on the side of where I've been working for a candidate in a primary, and it's very obvious to me why the candidate I'm supporting is much better than the other one for in terms of what they're going to support in the legislature, how they're going to fight for the quality of life of all Delawareans. I get it. It's frustrating when the other guy obviously sucks and your candidate you believe very strongly in. Mm -hmm. However, that doesn't work. Like, that does not work. It does not turn people out. And do you want to be right or do you want to be useful? Make up your minds. Because I don't see many people who want to be useful. I see a lot of people who just want to be right. Yeah, and I also see a lot of people who... Even in, at that moment, because I, I, I think, you know, you and I feel the same. Like, I've supported people and worked for people that I thought, well, this person's obviously yeah, head and shoulders better than yeah, their opponent. Yeah, and I can understand and the... Then, but then, like, nothing, it doesn't seem to, very, very rarely does it move the needle. Right. And so that's the thing. You have to be prepared. Being better than your opponent and saying the right things in a in a political sort of campaign situation, electoral situation is one thing. Mm-hmm. You have to have something else mm-hmm. to, 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 to do the kind of politics I want to do. And I think very few people have it. So if you don't have it, I'm really not, I don't want to give you the time of day. Yeah. I'm really if not you're interested not willing to put the thought. base building work in, then you don't deserve people's votes. That's just how it is. You're not entitled to shit. Yeah. And then when people get it, I feel like they, there's a difference between sort of like saying everybody's my colleague and I'll get a seat at the table and I'll be able to say what I want to say. But you're sort of getting played. You're sort of like you're able to like say your say your piece and be part of the process for two years, even if it's a garbage process. And then if you disagree at the end, you know, Franklin Cook can scream at you and be like, but you were part of the process. And so you're getting played. And so there has to be some sort of like reckoning with that and sort of reassessment and, and evaluate sort of what the strategy needs to be, political and organizing and otherwise. Uh, maybe I'm off on a tangent because I have a big meeting. I will call it a big meeting tomorrow <laughs> where I'm, I'm trying to like, <clears throat> maybe you guys can help me. Ooh. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just kind of call it a meeting, yeah. first of all. Second of all, um, I really believe what I just said. Yeah. And I think that there is a way to do it without – there has to be a way to do it. And I don't think I have the answer, but I know that there needs to be a strategy change, and I know sort of what direction it needs to go in. Um, I think it's there's also just – Apart from strategy, people just need to be willing to roll their sleeves up and get to work. Um, Because for a lot of people, their idea about getting people to vote is just telling them to vote. When they encounter them, the the people online or, I don't know, um, in their neighborhood or whatever. Right, in their social circle. Yeah. And if you really care, if it really is the most important election of our lifetimes, you better put in a little more work than that, you know? You better have one-on-one conversations with folks to hear about what they care about. And you better think about how that can relate to what Biden is running on. Um, Or not just Biden, any candidate that you want them, you know, whoever your candidate is. Like, you have to actually put in the work to get to know people, connect the platform of your candidate to whatever the person cares about, um, to 
accept that it's not they're not just going to be like oh yeah that sounds great i'm going to vote now you're so right like it's going to be messy and you're going to have to put the time in uh and you're going to have to like recruit other people in your efforts to help you in this relational organizing um so yeah just i there's no shortcuts as jane mclevy says no shortcuts Hmm. yeah you kind of have to be ready to you have to be ready to do it. You can't. There's no. There's. There's no sort of like alternative to it. I think it. And that come. I. I don't really know how to articulate it properly. But a lot of people are yeah. like, well, well, we need to look at it not as an ind- as a just individual actions, but as like a larger strategy. It's not just about telling people to quash their own legislative priorities or quash their own moral standards for the greater good quote you know it's about because i hear that a lot like oh well you might not like biden but you just have to suck it up and Mm -hmm. it really puts like the burden on the voter but and whether or not you think that's fair maybe you don't think that's fair but i'm telling you that is not a winning strategy it does not work it's ineffective so instead you're going to need to one put pressure on your candidate like once you hear what is really important to the um, the groups that you're trying to build an organized basin, like mm-hmm. you're going to have to take that to the campaign somehow and like fight for some concessions because that's just how politics is. And then also like you're going to have to really strengthen those relationships and build trust with people in those groups. Identify the organic leaders, build relationships mm-hmm. with them, get people's buy-in with the candidate. Um, and yeah, there's no, you can't just do that in a day. You can't do that by shaming people. You have to do that by, working in community with them yeah and i think i didn't realize i would get fired up about this i guess i'm just thinking of a lot you're cr- i've been I mean, hearing so course. many conversations of people being like oh well it's the most important election of our lifetime and it's like well i don't know if you believe that i don't because if you did believe that you might be more willing to put the work in but you're still just shaming people yeah of course because you're you doing feel the, right you're not, doing the thing you of course you're going to feel that way why would yeah, yeah i mean you because number one, what you're saying is accurate. Like you have to like it's not. It's not like a cultural thing where you can be like, you know, you should do this because this is our team, and it's a little bit better. It makes us feel better. And, and I wish it were this. easier. I wish but that it's not I really could just about be that. like, yeah, yeah. I wish I could just be like, hey, so and so, I just met you for the first time. This is how you should. This is what you should do because it's for the good of you know our community or whatever like yeah that'd be easier we could all just not have to do so much work and but the, know, but this is the problem TV i guess this, i guess this is what I, I guess this was the point i was trying to make before when we do that and we don't have any kind of personal or material connection to community or people mm-hmm. that's the reason why it's always the next most important thing the reason none of it ever happens like the is reason that why the voter die campaign didn't work <laughs> Indirectly, indirectly, <laughs> yes, but we're not going to get into that right now. That could be a great, uh, like a thesis, like a dissertation. So many currents, so many perished. Yeah, so many, so many <laughs> down. Um, no, because there's no. If you're just like you should do this, like Biden. Uh, the 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 story the last week has been that to put to be able to push this just massive genocide package through 
the Congress, it's like $14 billion of just, I can't even, uh, it's hard to, we all know what's going to happen, what that's going to be used for. I think uh, Dover Air Force Base might be involved. <laughs> Delaware mentioned. Um, <clears throat> to do that, because again, gen- usually, you know, Republicans would love this shit. Like, give them money to, you know, to bomb apartment blocks and, like, libraries. Yeah, okay. But they hate Joe Brandon. And so now they're like, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do this. Plus, it's tied to Ukraine. They already don't like that. So what he's going to do as a deal for them is be like, oh, remember kids in cages? Oh, we'll put some fucking kids in cages, bro. We'll give you the border shit, the border shit you want. You got it. We'll we'll go we'll go hardcore. We'll build our our wall like they got the Gaza wall. Because also the people who are championing Joe Biden, if they actually were working in community with like immigrants, for example, um, then they would have to return to have conversations with leaders in those communities to be like, yeah, sorry, Joe Biden is doing this and it would go poorly and they would be probably told off and it would feel bad and yeah. like they would I maybe then feel i feel you i want you to yeah. go but maybe then they would feel else. they would maybe i just th- don't want you to be in this space go to a different space they would maybe feel a little bit more um pressure to then turn around and say like okay this is fucked up that what the biden campaign is doing and they would understand why it's hurting joe biden's re-election because they would have that human connection and like the outcomes of like immigrants would be more tied to like their care. own ability to basically get not having to, basically what they're saying is not having to look at the cheeto yeah is more important than like an apartment block or a gazan hospital like we don't really care like we sort of care about it we want you to t- we, like we don't feel great about it but we kind of don't care because of the cheeto because of the you know the guy, because he's ninety five counts of whatever, like they don't. It's more about their their feet. They don't like the vibe, and it's really gross. It's incredibly disgusting, and again, that's why I I can't I can't get down with it, and I'm not going to get down with it anymore. And this goes for like pretty much everything because nobody I feel like that I don't want to. I don't want to over-federalize it mm. either. Like, people yeah. are like... Because let's be honest. The only thing... The only thing people can say about Trump... Well, Trump be like, about Muslim ban. What about... Hey, yeah. Muslim ban. What about... And all these Muslims aren't going to vote... Aren't going to vote because of Gaza, but Muslim ban. So you're just going to... We, we got to do a genocide or else we'll do a Muslim ban. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you got to reassess your life. Because that's really... <clears throat> That's the big the argument I've been saying, other than, like, nothing. Like you said, you just got to do it. Like, look at all these. Look at Medina. Medina's out there being uh, not even pro- following proper decorum. Mm. She's not doing decorum, number one. She's out there talking about stuff. That can't happen. And then she's Muslim. And you know, if you don't vote for Biden, you should vote for Trump. He's going to do Muslim ban. And so basically, Medina's voting for a Muslim man. Can you believe that? Like, this is the fucking stupidest shit you could ever imagine. 
But this is what people tell you online. Muslim ban. Well, I guess you're voting for Trump. Muslim ban. Yeah. Fuck off. But so I guess what I wanted to also sort of bring it down to is sort of like the more local stuff. Like, I don't want to f- just argue about Trump and Biden because it's stupid. But I'm talking about even uh, what's playing out in Delaware. It's sort of the same thing. It's a big nothing. Like, I'm, I'm not excited about Are you guys excited about any, like, big Delaware political race? I'm not. Well, Brandon Fletcher's running in my district. Oh, that's, that's exciting. Right. Yeah. I did say when he sat. So we talked about it when he was first, like, putting his stuff together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did, like, the Godfather thing. I was like, I try to get out, and you're pulling me back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I, obviously, I can't vote for Brandon Fletcher. But, yes, if you if you live in Brandon Fletcher's district, then it's a different story. Yeah. But there's not many of those. That's um, uh, that's a you know, know. Can you count on one hand? There, there are some exciting local candidates, but uh, statewide right now, I mean, we'll see with Colin O'Mara um, forming an exploratory committee. Or you think Colin O'Mara is going to go full Bernie on us, or I I don't know him, so I, I am um, hoping to learn more. It is funny though. I've seen other like, like libs sort of who are being critical of him, talking about like I think it was Bloom Energy. It was like this first term Obama era like Bloom Energy semi boondoggle <laughs> for Delaware. Oh, Do you man. remember that? Like there is I someone like there was, who... I know. Like I know it as a word. I know like a, I know it's part of the list of all of yeah. the all the boondoggles and like, right. private it's shit. Like, like, I guess you're gonna pin that on him. Like, there was like an electric four people before, know what you're before they did about. the Amazon plant where I grew up in Boxwood. Yeah. They were There's gonna someone do who's like held a, a long-standing grudge against them for yeah. the past at least six years. Yeah, and is kind of a bloom. Yeah, L- lifetime grudge bloom expert. Well, that's and the big thing. Li- lifetime. So, <laughs> I've learned a lot about bloom from, like from one of the big, yeah. Lifetime grudge is like the that's one of the big movers and shakers of the Delaware way. It doesn't really even matter. Like, imagine, like, like this guy, like the 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 Delaware way gives money away to private enterprise for any kind of like wheel and deal. Like, we had a fake. Remember, we had a fake uh, uh, exchange. We had a fake stock exchange. Fake stock where people made the money from the stock exchange. I'm not saying like I've heard Mike Ramone might have been involved in this. But this is just speculation, wild speculation. But people make money from the fake stock exchange. But we never had the stock exchange. What's that? Like nobody cares. Just fucking that goes out, right? Or or BPG gets a million dollars to 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 build a fucking warehouse. What is, what's that? So it's like people talk about what's crooked. The Delaware way is 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 it's all the same. And then they're talking about Colin O'Mara. He 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 did some something with Bloom Energy. Oh oh no oh no. It might have been Solyndra. Solyndra. Oh oh fucking oh no. Did he really? Oh god. Like yeah, it's so stupid. Like this 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 state runs on people managing fi- like LLCs that just run money through them. Like I see CSC, you know, you go, you go by the building over there, and you're just like, yeah, they just set up v- uh, cons, fake things we imagine constructs to run money through, and that's how we 
like sustain this stupid swamp we live in. Yeah, it's a very on the, transient on the state. It's so stupid. And then people are like, Colin O'Mara, wait, <laughs> Solyndra? Yeah. Oh, he was part of the Bloom Energy? Oh, Bloom Energy deal. Oh, Bloom no. Oh, oh, God. He got, well, they, this, guy's, this guy's disqualified. Disqualified? What are you fucking talking about? Everybody does this shit. It's so stupid. It's, it's all it is is what Kirsten said. It's just some fucking grudge. You know, maybe he fucked somebody's daughter. Who, who the fucking knows? But it's stupid. It makes no sense. They're all doing the same shit. It goes right down to, to uh, the city. I had a conversation this week with some, some work I'm going to be doing, you know, in the media, in the city. Ooh. Well, we, talk, we can't say yeah. too much about it. You know, it's. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. 2024 has a lot of fun stuff going to happen. But the comment was like, okay, you know, it's a Wilmington person. They're like, Przicki hates Velda Potter. We hate Przicki. But people feel a certain way about the Potters or maybe Charles Potter. Uh, for different reasons, and so, but they have a they have a they have a constituency, a strong city constituency. And the thing people don't like about them are like it's like business stuff. They sue this person, sue that person, try to get money here, try to get money there. I don't know that much about it. I know a lot about it, but whatever. But if anybody thinks that they've been able to sort of get over on the state or get over on, like, public funds or get over on the public... In, in a way that, like, John Carney hasn't. John Carney is a fucking master at it. He doesn't really know what he's doing because he's part of a fucking corporate sort of machine. So And he's not doing it, like, in public like that. He's doing it, you know, as part of a state, major state apparatus. But believe me... Przicki and Carney are stealing more money than the Potters ever could. So, you know, uh, this is how I'm starting to frame even stuff at the real local level. Because I'm getting... Uh, is that too cynical? Like, for like, here's the great question for Kirsten. I obviously want to... I need, I, there's a lot I need to learn from you if I want to do some of the things I'm thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is this attitude too nice. sensitive? Ted talk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yes. Get, my, get my headphones. So here, <laughs> Kirsten and I were in the thing. Uh, but I don't want to be too, like, uh, trite to about it. less but... about lateness and more about greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, what did, what did, what did the mayor, the, he was like, at my table, the haters will become waiters at my table Tables. of success. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a mayor for you. <laughs> is my, again, this is a little bit uh, meta for everyone, but mm-hmm. I'm doing a, I'm doing a bit here, obviously, but I do have like a real cynical streak. This is the therapy portion. No. Where I'm going to. Uh, no, I want no. Uh, no. Just a question: okay. Is that you're just how, how 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 much of a how much of an issue is that going to be for me trying to do the shit I'm doing? Like, do I really got to focus on keeping that in check, or do you feel like I have it at a level where well, it's going to think... be like, okay, you got it under control, or am I am I is that out of control? And I... I'm not talking about like the character; I'm talking about me. I think you should reframe 
how you approach voting because at the end of the day, it's really just a personal choice. It's not a strategic one. So choosing to not vote for Biden, like you're not making a statement. You're not like doing work whether or not you vote for him, you know? Um, So I think where I think things can get a little hairy is when people insist like, oh, fuck this. I'm not voting for whoever the candidates are, you know, whether it's Biden in the presidential election or a congressional candidate or governor, whatever. Like um, at the end of the day, it's like it's it's not really a profound statement or some shit like that. Like it's just really your individual level of comfort casting a ballot for flawed candidates. Um, so, yeah, well, I, I guess would just, I would say this. I, yeah. I would say beyond. Beyond like the idea of like not voting, yeah, just the 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 reason I'm not voting mm-hmm. to sort of like start to begin to strategize outside of people's like comfort level and the reasons that they strategize that way, mm-hmm. like the people they're trying to uh, yeah, I mean the people the they're the trying day... to lobby is that too is that too cynical is that going to work? Do, are people going to buy into that, or is that too outside the? I think, again, it's really important to detach your whether or not you're going to go two minutes to the polling place and vote from other work you're doing. Well, I I guess the like I don't think using that as a talking point either way is going to be like whether you're trying to like encourage people not to vote or encourage people to vote like. Yeah, it's not. So all I'm talking about is the take the voting out of it. Okay. the reason I'm not voting is because I feel like a lot of this. A lot of the organizing is still uh, focused on either electoral stuff or stuff that's going to influence or get the fancy of yeah. particular there's people also, inside the in, yeah, inside the a, Delaware. The, I, the way we're working with the status quo is different than I think we should be. Do you well, who's we? It? Because uh, there's a lot of people. I'm who trying are doing to be really like. Good. That's why I'm asking you. How what, how do I have how do I be more like you? I still do a lot of stuff in the electoral sphere, to be honest. But there's a lot of people who do great work who are way more removed than I am from electoral politics. Um, I mean, not everything I do is related to electoralism. But, uh, yeah, I think, like, if you're you're feeling really frustrated about too much of a focus on elections, I would say first step is to look for the people who aren't doing election-focused work. Um, because there's a lot of them. And I think then if you get a good sense of the landscape of people who are organizing and people who are doing mutual aid and people who are doing working on projects outside of electoral politics and you're like, mm, I think that there are still gaps or there are things people aren't working on that I would like to work on, then I would say go for it and jump in. But yeah, I would say first just like, Make sure you don't assume that everything that's happening in Delaware is captured by our circles because there's definitely a lot of people who are outside of that who are doing great stuff, too. Yeah. And I guess that was that's my that's my point. Like how how far do you think people outside of those circles are going to be able to push to to convince people that that actually is that's probably the only way they were going to get sort of the the pro the, the progress um, to change like how yeah. do you convince people of that because i'm i think i'm with you when i said us yeah. before or use yeah. the, like the plural possessive or whatever mm. yeah i mean i think we're there but how far do you push people 
Because we also I don't we, think we, because we have people who are comrades and friends of ours who we lose to the to that. So how do we how do we stop that that bleeding? We call it sellout. I don't I guess, know that you can stop people from getting involved in campaigns. Not I, campaigns. I'm yeah. just talking about I'm talking about buying into a strategy that's too status quo and doesn't work. Define two status quo doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I think we're planning, b- having a big, this is a, this is just an example. Okay. Perfect question. <laughs> uh, a lot of issue campaign uh, work to me. Okay. Now, again, maybe I could be wrong. And this is like is- issue campaign specifically. It's like pushing for particular pieces of legislation. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something that maybe people spend yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of time on. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of something that sort of on the margins that people will spend a lot of time. So an issue campaign. I think a lot of time goes into um, deciding like how it's going to be lobbied to somebody, and like the two minute talk you're going to be able to do at the committee meeting. I think that's a waste of time. I think pressuring the particular politicians is probably a very important thing, but I think the way we go about it is all wrong. And how are people going about it? Uh, they're go- they're so, spending a lot of time uh, putting together their comments at the at the thing, and they make sure that people come to the committee and then the committee thing, or you can do your public comment online. Uh, I think there's a lot of um, – I don't think it's confrontational enough. So is this how you're seeing it, or is it how it's actually happening? Yeah. I mean, I, would I, say I, I don't If know. you're not – right. And I well, think what, that's what do you the... mean? I mean, we're all looking at the same shit, right? Well, well we're looking at different parts of the shit yeah. because I think what you're talking about is like a public ask that people put out and not necessarily yes. the majority the of the work, work that actually goes The base in. building, all that stuff. Yeah. That is yeah, happening. Yeah, no, that's what, I, like, I guess frankly, that's what I'm saying. They're probably I not think. base, but they're not trying to build a base among like yeah. people who live in the highlands who are Of white, course. Right? Of so course. it's like you're not I mean, going to see that kind of work. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Good luck. I got that Every time I leave the bunker, I'm knocking on doors. I have that on lockdown. You're getting the cops called on you. Yeah. 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 Here, here's, here's the other thing, and this is, this goes for all of us, me and and all of us. We can talk about how cool it is that we read all like the base building books and and the uh, the organizing books. Nobody fucking knows what we're doing quite yet. So we're doing because we can't articulate it on here. What are we doing? Well, you tell me. That's my question. I feel like too much. Are you saying this about yourself, or are you saying this like who is the we that it's like oh we we are reading all these books and nobody uh, knows what we're doing. I'll tell you. you Okay. Okay. From a from a real, I mean, I guess to to get an impact, you need to like either uh, put a policy in place or save a policy that's still whether it's education, whether it's a new law. uh, whatever, so you know, whether they're going to raise the minimum wage, all of that stuff, and and these things have have happened. Some of them, they're very slow, they're very small, but they happen. How do uh, is this how we uh, sort of co- like? What are we measure? What are we measuring? Like, because that's how I measure it. There's people. Are people's lives better? Right. Like, what victories? What what public sort of victories did well, we get so to make people's lives? We do in. I mean, so what? What have we? Done? Is that how we're both? Are we both on the same page there? Or are we not measuring in the same thing? Well, the I think part of the the challenge here is that you don't know because like you're not working with any of the campaigns, so you don't see their plans with their goals stated. You know, no, I'm talking about really what's happened. I don't really care what their goals stated are. 
That's what I'm trying to say. Well, that's how they we, measure progress, though. But they're no, like, it's not. I don't measure progress that way. What I guess the, so. We don't. Oh, okay. Well, what if maybe you're at that's the baby step stage right now. Yeah, I'm talking about like a plan that's uh, that's uh, I like I've seen for years. People have like all of their missions and all of their policies and their goals stated and all of that. I don't think that that is the scoreboard. I think that's like training ground stuff. We're, so, so far, we're good on the training ground. But when it comes to Saturday and kickoffs at 3 p.m., we're not getting a lot of points. Yeah, because, I mean, if you want my electoralist reason for that is because we won three primaries in 20. I don't think it's electoral. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, if you're talking about getting material gains through legislation, you know how you do that as you pass pieces of legislation. You know how you pass pieces of legislation right. as you and I, candidates. Right, and I think that the way that we're going about um, trying to influence that process. Mm-hmm. Who's wrong. we? Who's we? Um, whoever's it's trying. To... It's me. It's you. It's we me. We have been now, doing. It's all of us. This like there Rob, have been. Who three... is we? I'm talking about the 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 movement. The, <laughs> the, the the left. The, the like-minded the, left. The like-minded left. If we're talking, I would about... say the people who are looking to get um... the ecosystem that has arisen since oh. Eugene Young's 2016 campaign. Sure. Yeah, for for or or even I would I would go so far as to say like a Kowalko uh, yeah. type of stuff. Like there's there's whatever whoever but... whoever would sign yeah, on. Yeah, I think to, you're I flattening would... a million different uh, different contexts and different. But don't everybody doesn't like, everybody causes... do that? Isn't that isn't that how this isn't well, that how it kind of works? Doesn't everybody who is everybody? Well, <laughs> Rob, again, you're if we everything. if we if we take if we take into if. If we're looking for, it just depends what the scoreboard is. Like I said, I, I don't know how you guys are keeping score. So the scoreboard is material changes in people's lives. Correct. Okay. Fifteen dollar minimum wage. Has that gone into? Has it's it's going to be next year. Next year. Uh, we're at thirteen seventy five. So something something happens this year. Right? We're doing thirteen seventy five in January, yeah. I believe. So just like in a week. Yeah, in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, paid family medical leave. That one's also going to take too long, in my yeah. opinion. Okay. Yeah. Because um, like that's three like three more two... years away. I don't remember. I, it's it's the I thought it was two. My favorite thing about 24? that one is that the tax goes into effect before the program does. So that's right. going to make people happy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know why they have to do it, but it's, you know, it's politically unfortunate. Um, but yeah, like, I think there are bigger things that we and want to I mean, do. pot's not going to work. I mean, well, you guys pot, have yeah, any fun. That's going to be a disaster. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. That's going to be. Yeah, I mean, you see what they did with medical marijuana. So, like, again, the idea that it happened is is good but like well, yeah. the real thing is it's going to be stupid it's going to be ridiculous it's going to be incredibly expensive yeah. like there's going to be three ex-cops that own all the licensing to it you know and this is going to be so stupid because i think yeah. in my view of things we have had essentially uncontested corporate control of delaware for over 200 years and we can't expect to completely overturn that in six i agree it's a great point um, i agree and so when we talk about getting involved on a campaign, and I mean, I'm speaking for myself here because this is my job, um, it's not like the expectation is not that we are going to, f- you know, there's the path towards getting a significant number of changes in a significant number of people's lives, given the system of government and the system of the economy that we have and the system of the existing ecosystem of organizations that we have to accomplish these things. And the lack of organized bases among people who are most impacted yeah. by a lot of and these. So it's a like, very, you can't just snap your fingers and make that happen. No, it's a very I, I think that's kind of process. 
Yeah. yeah. And I With think that's what, kind of what I was but getting I also, at. Like, I what's think the problem? What do you I think, would say, though. Do you though, think we could push it harder? Oh, yeah. Do you think we could push it harder? Yeah. That, what, I guess that kind of boils down to exactly what you're saying. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And what I would say is that, like, you're not the first person to think of, oh, what if we did this but did it faster? It's like the Simpsons episode where Homer gets hired to uh, <laughs> make – he's, like, the new manager, and he's just like, work faster, work faster. Yeah. And they can do it for a few okay, days. Okay, boss. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> he didn't have a novel idea just to be like, what if you worked harder? Like, yeah, you and know, it's I'm like not what talking you're saying about now faster. Like, you know, I'm just talking about is yeah. there – are there are there but, strategic things we can do as sort of like, – let's be yes, honest. We're and, leaders in the – we're all four of us and p- other people we know. I mean, know. we have a very I, popular podcast. We have. That's true. <laughs> are there things that we could do at the level you're talking about? I mean, these are conversations yes. strategic that... things that could push this forward. Yes, but no, then we ahead. have to I'm, talk no, no, about what ch- are the strategies. I didn't know you were fin- yeah. go, go ahead. No, you well, have to finish. Yes, and these are conversations that a lot of people have like pretty much every day of the week, right? Yeah. Because I think that a lot of a lot of folks in this work aren't under delusions that Oh, we are we're the shit and we're doing everything so well and everything is coming up roses. Like people are relative like most people have an understanding of what the challenges are. They're doing they've got their SWOT analyses. You can you say know? that we're just really depressed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And we like, yeah, yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> that we have conversations at, it's like ten thirty and it's like Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the things you're bringing up, yeah, they are frustrating, but there's a lot of challenges and it's not like one strategy is going to work across a bunch of different causes or even across a bunch of different years. And so like, yeah, I, I think some, I, I don't know. I, yeah. well, and the issue is that when we're talking about broad strategy, yeah, it, we're going to be kind of like shouting, um, we are going to be shouting slogans or like cliches at each yeah. other because like well, we're not getting to the so, shit of like what is uh, specifically a, a individual strategy of a specific thing that has happened. Let yeah. me ask you. Yes. Let me ask you. Yes. Ask, I'll ask the question this way to see if it makes sense. Okay. Do you think people that are doing base building and organizing okay. at the grassroots level, which people we know yes. and us, do you think that people like that and and others even at the organizational level mm-hmm. I don't know what to say but do you think those people are prepared to take more risks than they're t- than they're currently taking is that a good way to put it because that's kind of that what they're I'm prepared getting. to or that they should that they're prepared to whether they sh- I think they should that's the whole point are they prepared to I think, can we talk them into it I think it heavily depends on the person that's but, so that doesn't so well. I guess what I mean is of course some people are going some to, people some are people some people are can we convince them that they are because I actually think they should as you said before I think a lot of organizations should be taking many more risks than they should okay. like, absolutely I think that's kind of what I was getting and at. I think the re- there's a I think f- that's what I was trying to yeah. get at okay and I think there's some very strict material reasons why a lot of them don't which is yes. one some of them get money from the state right two some of them have these executive boards that are atrocious and right. are a lot of people who get money from the state or, or literally are the state um and three a lot of them are just coming out of a social mil- milieu of people yeah. who are not make like they're not our people like they're making these and so you have a lot of organizations that have like individual i mean that's a, such a common thing now that it's been like a meme for the last few years of n- non-profit progressive quote-unquote progressive nonprofits that have these very radical staff um, and then these very moderate management and boards 
that it's been a whole topic of conversation about like, oh, staff's asking for too much and yeah. uh, they're too radical and they're, you know, they're not doing stuff. And that's been like a huge point of conversation. It's actually something that uh, Maurice Mitchell from WFP actually had a whole article about that I thought was mm. about as good of the attempt as anybody's made to like, not like, because he's a manager, obviously he's the president or uh, executive he's the executive director, director of I guess. Of Working Families Party. So he, he's management. So as far as, management goes it's about as good a piece i've seen on that front but yeah so i think there's like and that's why i do think we need more independent organizations and that's the nice thing about dfp plug is that we Fair. don't get funded through the typical ways that dell or profits so like we get some outside money and then we also get like a bunch of dues money and that allows us to operate independently and take risks but obviously every group that is going to push for change is going to end up with stakeholders and those are the people either that are explicitly or implicitly driving what the organization is doing. And so, like, even with WP, we have stakeholders that limit what we can do. And any group that's actually going to make changes inherently because they are at a point where they have their hands on the system's levers of power, that inherently limits what they can do. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I would say that, like, WFP as an example is a great example of, like, moving away from or taking the risk to sort of build your own thing. Because, as you said, you either you get your money from the state, or you are the state, or the people that run your thing are the state, and they'll just, they'll just fire you. Like they did that with like, uh, like uh, Sam Barry's mom, right? Yeah, Stephanie Barry, and... Um... They'll just fire you. Well, I, I have a few friends who have gotten yeah, fired. Yeah, so like I understand. So, so, I, I, so that being the f- case... I feel like there are people now, because enough work has been done, where our own shit needs to be built. Real shit. Not fly-by-night, you know, little things here and there. People need to step up. Those people need to take risks, too. Yes. People who can support this stuff and build our own stuff. So we don't have to rely on, you know, if I say, oh, God, if I, yeah, I mean, I did hear Val say that thing about Happy Harry, but I can't say anything because I'm a, I work on Val's staff. Like, I mean that that's a that's sort of a glib example, but I'm just saying like everybody knows everybody, and so nobody will take a risk. Yeah, and so I, I'm I'm just I'm I've been thinking about that, and I'm glad you guys helped me sort of like tease it out, talk through it. Yeah, sort of. We were, yeah, we were yeah. really fighting there for a minute. All right, let's wrap it up, <sighs> folks. I guess we're gonna we're gonna play the the thing at the end. Are we going to do it as a gift to just patrons? What are we? What are we going to do? What are you... I was thinking it could be the cold open. Yeah, the cold open would work. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we didn't really have a clear topic for. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good for that. Yeah, I like Perfect. that. Perfect. The public need to hear the bit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's so funny. I talked to the I talked to the Marbrook moms, and I'm like, because they don't really know about like, you know, like Patreon, the app. They knew, but they don't have it. You know, whatever. Yeah, they're more on. An app called Facebook. What was it called? Hocus and Hocus and Gossip Girls. Hocus and Gossip Girls. Very, very well known. Are you on Hocus and Gossip Girls? Uh huh. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It's a lot nicer in there than I was expecting. Um, I wasn't. Sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like people share. Like I remember one time, um, a woman posted like 
just wanted to say to the the mother whose four-year-old was having a tantrum in Harvest Market yesterday, you handled it so well. And I was so, like, I was just really impressed with your behavior and, like, how you were able to cope and everything. And I'm sure you're having a rough day. So I just wanted to say, like, great job. And you're a good mom, basically. And the mom found it. And, like, that kind of thing happens over there. And I, I just thought it was going to be all people yelling about their neighbors and gossiping about vaccinations you know, yeah and like yeah. weird shit but no it it honestly is a lot more wholesome than i was expecting well that was the thing i guess i sort of had that same experience all crushed together because when she's telling me how she organized these parents like the first thing she did once she sort of got her head on and she wanted to try to like reach out she was like so i went to this site uh Hookass and gossip gals or whatever. Mm. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But but like There's it literally so many members and they get tons of comments in there. But like it literally like uh, she was able to get the information she needed from like one person who yeah. had had something good to say, one person who was kind of like a little bit disgruntled about how stuff like worked at Linden Hill mm-hmm. for the the Mandarin. Um, but like yeah, she went on this Facebook group and was able to sort of like get the information she needed to then like just basically put a Google Doc together and be like, hey, do you want to come to this meeting? I was like, wow, you, you did the thing. Like, I don't know if you know, like, you just, yeah. you just like, within two weeks, you did the thing. Yeah. That's what you did. Yeah. She even said something really profound. I don't know if you guys caught her or if you even listened to it. I did. He did, because he had to. Twice. Correct. <laughs> but she, she said, uh, <clears throat> because the what they did at Linden Hill was did more of a, like, bring the signs and pick it like whatever, which again, okay, that's what they wanted to do. But she said, you know, I don't know if that tactic was successful or not, but we, we went a different way. And I'm like, this lady's fucking throwing it down right yeah. now. Like she's she's having the thoughts, like the natural thoughts of like how to go about doing this. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, you heard her say that. Yeah, I was, I was just super, super impressed with like the way she th- just thought about it. She was like, well, you know, uh, we we change up tactics a little bit. Like, look at you, Jenny, like dropping a hammer. I love it. Well, I'm still not voting. I don't care. That's where you're landing. That's where I'm. I landed there. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Impress me. Nobody's really impressing me right now. Mm. And I feel like nobody else was impressed either. Nobody chimed up and said, except for <laughs> ooh, except for. <laughs> Brandon Fletcher. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Fletcher. Yeah. Monica Beard, our good friend. Yeah. Our good friend Monica Beard. Frank Again, Burns, who sat in a she, tent she, who? Yeah. at Standing Rock. Yeah. Frank Burns. Oh. See, why don't you bring this uh, Standing Rock tent thing out in the last campaign? <laughs> nobody knew about it until now. This I is did. a failure. This is a strategy. Am I nobody? Yeah, but you yeah. knew. No, I meant the- <laughs> What I nobody are you yeah, talking yeah. about? <laughs> who yeah. are you yeah. talking yeah. about? <laughs> no, I meant, I meant why wasn't this part of the campaign? Why wasn't this on a flyer, a picture of him at Standing Rock doing the fucking thing? This is a failure of strategy. He definitely posted it at least a few he times. He definitely did, yeah. Because you're on Facebook. Of, was it yeah. part? Wow. I also See, saw it again, on a flyer. Could, could have been more. Oh, it was I on a flyer. It. Yeah. I read it. You yeah. just don't live in the 21st district. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. You're making assumptions about Zingos and <laughs> yeah. the um, Mermaid Run <laughs> I love Fitness that Center. Zingos. Yep. Buddy, that I, I, I spent a lot of time. Let's 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 end with this. That was the one that my grandparents went to also. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's end with this. Because it's a funny story and it has a, has a Zingo's connection. Well, not really a Zingo's connection, but a McGlynn's connection. The, That's uh, close enough. It's the same, 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 same strip center. mall. So yeah. it's a Delaware mention. 
<clears throat> this poor guy, and I, 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 let's be honest, back in the day, I did a lot of bad things. One of the bad things I did was, was drive, you know, intoxicated. I'm just going to be real honest with everybody. I'm not proud of it, but. And you ran into uh, Joe Biden's motorcade. Exactly right. This poor guy was probably just chilling, you know. Who knows? He could have been downtown somewhere. Just He was like, hey, I'm at Stitch House, whatever. I'm just going to have a couple couple more. I got what could it hurt. I'm only going around a corner. Then all of a sudden, they got fucking M16s pointed at your grill. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, whoa, that <laughs> poor guy. And so I think we have to reach out to this guy and try to, like, I don't know if there's a bail fund. Because, like, look, you don't want to drive drunk. I understand that. But this poor guy, he really, he really stepped in it. Uh, really quick, I, I know the last episode I was on, we talked about how like the News Journal doesn't ever cover like Biden stories that are outside of like very mainstream. It's funny that the News Journal did sort of put together a story about the car crash, but it was written by a guy who otherwise only does lottery stories and like obscure Eagles storylines. Yeah. And then this story. Is well, like, because, man, you know, was he just the, like on the scene? You know why? I, th- I think I – because it was like him, the uh, the photographer, because I think it was a Sunday night, right? It was. A, that's like, they so had to have been the only two they cars. Were the, they, were the, the, they, were the four, they were like the three per, the three people on duty for the – you know, like the breaking yeah. news team. Like it was just yeah. basically the breaking news team. Um, Nurse Susan was a, little, was a little upset because she thought it was, again, once again, the, ma- the lamestream media – Kept using the word plowed into. Susan's like, yeah. it's all video. It's a fender bender. Can't yeah. say plowed. We're looking at it. Barely does that. You know what? Free this guy. The guy just, you know, he wanted to have a couple extra brews. He, he, he sideswiped the car. Who cares? It's fine. Anyway, so back to story about how drunk driving's not good. So drunk driving's not good. Mm-hmm. But we have to, we, as the, the, what did you say, the left, the caring left, we have to look to forgive and be empathetic and be like, hey, have we ever had a few brews? And then, well, you haven't, but you're, eh. sometimes, you know, you've had a couple of brews. You just want to, you know, you're not going to make it. I'm not going to hurt anybody. Maybe I'll run into a pole, like sideswipe. I think I drive better. Sure, sure. So don't. what I'm saying is don't do it. However... You know, we have to look to be forgiving. People should be, there should be some reconciliation. There's truth, but then there's reconciliation. So, mm. so Someone should write a book with that title. Yeah. Well, what does it have to do with McGlynn's? No, I just drove drunk from McGlynn's oh, like probably a hundred times. Story. Yeah, that's a whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was my haunt back in the, yeah. back in the day. It's a nice, nice enough, you know, pub, restaurant. Yeah, I would sit in there on a Saturday and bet all the high school football or high school, all the college football <laughs> games. Yeah. But this was back when like you either like you had to uh like call on his beeper, like that kind of stuff. Mm. Whew, it was great. You know what? I think Jimmy Allen drove past uh, McGlynn's at one point. <laughs> Delaware <laughs> fans in the time. air. Fa- fans are saying um and who boy, when you get a whiff of uh why people are comparing him to Prince right now, Shocking stuff is all I'm saying. <laughs> Did you guys hear that there's going to be a Royal Farms? That Jimmy Allen bought uh, a new sport coat? Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> Thanks to our Jimmy Allen correspondent at the News Journal. Hold on. 
now that you talk about Jimmy Allen fashion stuff, mm-hmm. I heard he was ditching the cowboy hat for different hats now. Right. Oh, I heard that Did as you well. Hear that? More, more of I got to push style. alert on my phone. He's putting on the Pharrell Williams hat. Now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's even <laughs> it's bigger, though. <laughs> now, that would be funny. It's yes. one of those big yes. casts. Remember some I'd NFL like, guys had the big cast? Thank you for covering cast. this new yeah. journal. <laughs> Finally, some good Jimmy Allen updates. <laughs> Also, we did see. Uh, was it in the news journal that you got the alert? But there was a uh, there were there were some some people who were tragically uh, tragically killed oh, in, yeah, a, yeah, in a helicopter ABC. crash. Right, six ABC. Oh, yeah. Ca- yeah. What have we said? We've been so so clear about this. Were you escaping from something? Right. No. Were you being? Were you being? Uh, was 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 Saigon being evacuated? Right. No. What the fuck were you doing on that thing? Did you think it was cool? Were you looking at traffic? Like, come on. Don't get on the fucking helicopters. We've, we've said this over and over again. Well, especially now you have drones that can do that. Like, if you need to have someone who's, like, looking. You have drones. You don't have to go up there yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's Why? just, like, like nationwide there's, like, 45 guys with binoculars who are, like, it just needs a human touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only deliver the we- the traffic one way. Yeah. Look, it's look in at the it. air. Look at it. Uh, yeah, we're over here on the Swiggle Expressway. Yeah, come on. We don't need that. By the that way, now. Sixers beat the T Wolves tonight. Ooh. And Beat had 51 points. Wow. You're getting sucked back in. It, it took oh, me like six she's games. She's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Folks, um, thank you for everything this year. Most of you didn't do anything, but for those of you who did, thank you for that. Uh, happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah! We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a um, a show next week. It's gonna be actually pretty good. Uh, I talked to the guests today. For a change. But don't bump. That's facts. We'll talk to you soon. Left is best. <laughs>